The Scholarship for Service Program. What's new for 2012? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. It's my privilege to be speaking today with Viktor Petrovsky, the Lead Program Director of the Scholarship for Service Program for the National Science Foundation. Victor, thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you and uh, for the opportunity to speak. Very good. Well, let's talk about the Scholarship for Service Program, or SFS. What's new for 2012? Well, the biggest news is that we have uh, more money, much more money. Last year we had 15 million dollars. This this year we have 45. Uh, I think it reflects the importance and the shortage of, of cybersecurity professional workforce and building capacity uh, in the um, higher education enterprise. So that's the big news, $45 million. Um, we currently have a solicitation uh, that's asking uh, academia to submit proposals. The solicitation deadline is April 17th and can be found on, on NSF website. And uh, what new things are happening um, in this solicitation? First, the mission is, is, has, has expanded. Uh, we, in early years, we were targeting only federal government. Now the mission is federal, state, local, and tribal government. We were doing this on a limited basis, but this is the first solicitation when we explicitly extended mission that is consistent what is happening in cybersecurity bills on the Hill. You've probably seen several of them. The recent one, the Lieberman's bill, has exactly the same language. Um, so that's, that's one of the big change. Uh, essentially motivated that the, the cybersecurity infrastructure is as secure as the weakest wing, uh, weakest link, I'm sorry. And, um, and securing just federal government part with all those interconnections to local, state, and tribal does not make too much sense. So we really have to send a lot of, of workforce uh, to the other governments too. Another change is that we look carefully about the recruitment of students, uh, the pathways, how are they educated. And our program has a relatively small pool of students from which we can, we can draw. The students have to be U.S. citizens. The students have to be clearable, in most cases, to the top security clearance. And um, the students have to be very strong in, in STEM, in science, technology, education, mathematics. So um, we extended uh, uh, scholarship lengths from two years to three years when the student crosses the boundary of a degree. For example, a student is in a, in a four-year program getting bachelor degree and then plans to move to master degree level can get to the first year of the scholarship uh, during the bachelor program and then two additional years to complete master degree. And the same for other combinations. Also, PhD students will be funded for three years. Um, capacity building program, uh, our mission is twofold. First, you know, to draw direct workforce, to bring the direct workforce to the, to the government, but also to build capacity. And also we change the amounts in capacity building proposals. Those, those projects can be longer and on a little bit larger scale. We want to achieve some kind of a sustainability. Uh, the direct funding and, and attracting students is one way, but it's a short term. 
building sustainability that the curricula are implemented, helping to start cybersecurity programs, helping to create cybersecurity profession with all the aspects. That's the long-term program and very sustainable. And that's our the other funding that we have with, with much more aggressive in this year. Well, Victor, you've talked about how the program has evolved. What are some of the success stories that you've seen come out of the Scholarship for Service program? Uh, well, that, SFS has a very, very high marking. We, we essentially get praises from left and right. Uh, uh, that that uh, uh, that quotes are that this is the the, the best investment, the most uh, uh, efficient way of creating cybersecurity workforce. Uh, ISC Square. What is the professional organization, international organization, uh, giving CISSP certificate? Um, uh, in their sur- survey of uh, federal CIOs in 2010, they, that I, I, that we got very, very, very surprising numbers that they, they, they mentioned cybersecurity uh, uh, scholarship for service as the, the seat for their uh, hiring needs. And to some extent, quite unrealistic from our end, because uh, the survey essentially said that about 20% of the hires in the n- near future will be coming from SFS. And, and if, you, if you look at this, we graduate about 150, 160 students a year, and you have a 3 million people and uh, government enterprise. So obviously, uh, there is a mismatch here. Um, but this is an example uh, uh, of our high, high, visib- high uh, visibility. We are mentioned in almost, almost each cybersecurity enhancement act that you've seen in the last two or three years mention, mentions our program. Um, Alan Powell, who is director of, of SANS, quote, he mentioned SFS as a drop in the bucket, but the wonderful drop, you, you know, quoting him. So, so we realize we are small, we are growing, we produce a sizable workforce, but the, the, the biggest pride is the quality. We send our graduates to 140 agencies and branches within the government. Uh, we have alumni associations, that is that, that sense of community. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's really what the, the, the nickname that we use um, for, for the workforce is Cyber Core. If I can add maybe a couple of, of success stories from the field, let me mention just one university, University of Tulsa, where we have an extremely high-end forensic laboratory, and SFS students work that is funded by Secret Service, but our SFS students can work in the laboratory. They work on, say, digital phones that I sent from Afghanistan that were destroyed in the explosion, and they try to recover data. They work with the local police departments. For example, they last year I think they they helped to solve a triple homicide by getting data from the telephone that was in the soil for several years, and and it was very difficult to get anything from this. So this is the example of uh, of, of, of of a local success of the program. Victor, what have you found to be some of the unique challenges for either the students or the organizations that participate in the program? Ah, uh, well. The challenges for students is that the most critical challenge is that they have to be able to obtain high-level cybersecurity clearances. And, and that means the little small things that happened, uh, say, in high school might essentially um, 
be uh, preventing them from from obtaining top security clearance for example a drug using high school uh, and this kind of thing so so uh, obtaining top security clearance passing a, a lie detector test and and a lot of our students work for agencies like national security agencies secret service cia fbi very high standard for for obtaining security clearances so i would say the challenge for students is be sure that they have extremely clear and honest record that that includes things like for example illegal downloading of, of copyrighted material and other things um, another another challenge for students is cybersecurity is very interdisciplinary uh, area but but nevertheless the core competencies are heavily based on on mathematics and computer science so that's another challenge for students to maintain that very high level of uh, those competencies. In terms of uh, participating organizations, do you mean government organizations or academia? Either, honestly. Okay. Uh, well, for f the, the challenges for participating organizations, uh, I think we work in the very long cycles. We bring those students that just graduated, they need to go through the very long process on, of uh, security clearances, and we, and we work in a very unstable and economical situation. So we have a long time window when we try to uh, obtain an internship, internship for a student with a specific agency, and then we have a job fair that we want to match students with agencies. This is long, long time before the actual starting date because the clearance process is along. And then uh, a lot of agencies cannot really say that much in advance in today's situations uh, how many students they will be hiring. So I think this is this is challenge in, in this long-term planning in very in, um, unstable or unpredictable economical conditions. Uh, in terms of academia, I think the major problem if we look, uh, for example, for computer science programs, the majority of students in, compu in graduate computer science program, for example, are non-U.S. citizens. Our program specifically restricts uh, scholarship recipients to, to, to citizens. And that, I think, is, is, a, is, a, is a big problem. That's why we are working on those pipelines, moving from community college to university, from university to gra graduate program, maintaining you know, high-quality students that are U.S. citizens. Well, Victor, we've got time for one more question here. What advice would you okay. offer to individuals or organizations that would like to participate in scholarship for service going forward? Well, uh, I would, uh, I first, I would point them to a very good website that we have on the Office of Personnel Management. We maintain SFS website. If I can um, uh, maybe give the URL for this, it's www.sfs. .opm.gov, and that website contains frequently asked questions, contains the list of um, participating uh, universities, so a student can go there. We have about 40 universities currently in the program and can apply. There are contact information for principal investigators at those universities. They can send them email or give them a phone call. Um, in terms of government agencies who are looking for cybersecurity professionals, the same website. There is area in which they can obtain a password and username, uh, human resources uh, um, departments, and then they can see students' resumes and they can start, uh, even outside of our official job fair, they can see all the pool of students and 
they can uh, uh, approach them individually. For academia, my, my um, advice will be uh, we have, as I mentioned, increased budget. So this is a good year to apply for, to NSF for cybersecurity uh, grants. The solicitation has been published in January. It's on the NSF website, and the deadline for submission is April 17th. Very good. Victor, thank you so much for taking time to share your thoughts and your insights today. Thank you very much. We've been talking about the Scholarship for Service Program of the National Science Foundation. I've been talking with Victor Petrovsky, Lead Director of the program. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.